Thanks for joining us for the Fight for Your Marriage podcast with Charlene Steinkamp. This is a place where you can find hope for your marriage through Jesus Christ. Hi, it's Lori. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the podcast. We're so excited today to talk about our favorite subject. The Bible. Yes, the Bible. If you have been around any length of time, you have heard my mom repeatedly say and my dad say through his devotionals that you really don't need Rejoice Marriage Ministries to help you stand for your marriage. You don't need friends. You don't need um, support from loved ones. You really need the Bible, and that's it. That's all you need, that tool. But along with the Bible, we do have some favorite tools that we like to use as resources when we're studying the Word. And so we often get questions from people who are asking for more details on resources that they can use. They're asking for more details on how to study the Word. And so today we just want to share some of those tips with you on doing more in-depth Bible study and then also just some practical things that you can use as you're doing your own private Bible study. Reading the Bible is the favorite thing that I do every day. There is nothing like it. And you will think, well, I've read the Gospels once or twice, but you will never, never get old in reading the Scriptures over and over again, as the Lord will highlight different words and different Scriptures each and every time you read them. And it's amazing that you can read a verse in the Bible and wonder where that verse has been all your life, because it's as if you had never seen it before. Literally, and that is so true. We often, as Christians and people that go to church and and say they are Christians, do not read God's love letter to us. And that is what we need to understand. He is writing to each one of us special. And he is going to speak to you through the word. And I have told anybody that I know that if you've got a problem, just open up your Bible and just start reading. But you know, reading the Gospels, reading what Jesus said, imagine if there was an evangelist that is touching and healing and and changing hearts and lives today, you would want to go see them. Well, the Lord is right there in the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John where Jesus is having speaking healing and, and deliverance and and changes that we need to pray for our family and loved ones to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. They may believe Jesus is a prophet, but they may not know him as Lord and Savior. And that is one prayer that we need to pray daily for our loved ones, our family, our friends, our neighbors. The Bible is such an important tool in your life. And my question is, are you reading it the least amount a day to say, oh, I did my devotions for 15 minutes? Or are you reading a chapter a day? Or are you really spending some time, like maybe even a half hour, in searching and and, uh, referencing scriptures and so forth? There's so much we can do. And reading is the Bible is so important to read for yourself. Like we can listen to sermons from other people. We can listen to podcasts from godly people. 
um, even this podcast, but it's so important to not just have people presenting God's word to you through their opinion, but to go yourself into the Bible and to start digging into the God's word and to really um, see what it says and to go straight to the source. And let me say that, Lori, some people are thinking right now, I hate reading. And I don't like to read books. I don't want, I, I don't read the Bible because of that. And I'm going to say, great. I totally understand that. And I have family members that are not readers like Lori and I are. But I am going to tell you that God in this century has given us a tool that we have our cell phones and we have audio Bible and we can listen to the Bible any any chapter, any verse, every any book of the Bible, and you can listen while you're driving, while you're folding clothes, while you're working on hobbies. You can do anything by reading the Bible and letting it just penetrate into your heart and into your mind, and it will renew your mind regardless of all the circumstances or trials or tribulations or wounding you've had in your life. We want you to know that we want you to understand each context of every passage that you read, and you will in time. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 15 says, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, and who correctly handles the word of truth. And that should be our goal. We want to handle the Word of God correctly. We want to make sure that we're really understanding the context of it, um, the context, what it means for our life, the cultural context of when it was written, and basically understanding that studying the Bible is getting to know God better so that He can be glorified through our lives. And so it can be overwhelming sometimes, especially if you're reading through the Bible. So many um, of you are doing the Bible reading calendar with us that, that we distribute every January, and you're going through the whole entire Bible through 2021, and you can get to some passages like Leviticus, for example, and you're reading and reading and reading and thinking, I have no idea what this is saying, or I have no idea who this person is or how to pronounce this. And so it's really taking the time to study and understand. A great thing to do when you're trying to study is to ask yourself like journalism type questions. Who, what, where, when, why, how. Try to determine what the subject of the passage is that you're reading. For example, who wrote it? Who was it written to? What's the context? Um, you can look and see if there's a key verse that could sum up that passage that's being studied. And then always ask God to show you if there's some aspect of the passage that's relevant on a practical level to your own life. And grab a journal, write down notes, write down questions that you have, write down things that you don't understand or things that God showed you through that passage. There's something um, so special about writing out scriptures. That's why we're doing scripture journaling. This whole year, every month, we're doing a new word that we're going to be writing the scriptures down so that we can have a better understanding of the scriptures and what they mean to us not from um, a level high up, but really honing down on them and understanding 
what they mean in our own lives personally. I know that when I started praying for my husband, when he was packing and moving out, I did not know the Lord like I do now. And I did not know the Bible like I do now. So I'm recommending to see if you have ever owned a study Bible, which has notes at the bottom of it, and it teaches you and enlightens you to more wisdom about the verse. In the study Bible, it will emphasize certain um, scriptures, but it also will give you, see additional scriptures to look up the notes that are in the notes on the other scriptures. That's a common question that people will ask us. They'll ask us, when we say to cross-reference a verse, what does that mean? And when you have a study Bible, it doesn't matter who the study Bible's from. There's, there's hundreds of people that produce study Bibles. But in a study Bible, you will have those cross-references. So it will point you to other verses that apply to the main passage that you're reading. And so really, you can take your study so much deeper One of the tools that I know was um, life-changing for you early on in your stand was when the Lord's Prayer from Matthew 6, 9 through 13 really came alive to you, and you really started studying that, and not only studying it, but praying the Lord's Prayer specifically um, for your family. So do you want to just read the Lord's Prayer for us? Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 to 13 reads, This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So I have always prayed the Lord's Prayer in a variety of ways by studying it And using that as my outline for me to add to my prayer time. And so I've always used that. And it's been a guideline for myself and for me to expand it and make sure that, um, that we always forgive others. And with our ministry, forgiveness is so important. And in Matthew 6.14, it says, For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will forgive your sins. I can remember standing and starting my stand, and I had such anger and bitterness and hatred toward Bob that I was really praying and crying out to wake Bob up and shake him up to come to know the truth. But I was so angry with him. And then when I started reading the Lord's Prayer and started reading the Bible, it came right up to me, and and the Lord raises scriptures up and and points them out to you. And this one was like a, a neon sign flashing at me saying, forgive Bob, forgive men when they sin against you. And that is where I want to take you today is so many of us will harbor an anger or bitterness um, against somebody and think we're justified. And I'm saying the Lord wants us to forgive each other in all circumstances. 
I remember um, as a child when you and dad were separated that you would be sitting at the table doing your devotions and you would always have this um, tattered paper with you, which was one of the teachings that you found on the Lord's Prayer that really just went more in depth. So, for example, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And a prayer prompt would be to thank God for the blood of Jesus that allows us to be his children. Thank God that you can call him Father. When it says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, you would be prompted to pray that God's will would be done and that his kingdom, righteousness, peace, joy would come into your life, to your schedule, to your contact with others. That it would be priority when you're making decisions. And then it took you deeper into praying for your family, like praying for your spouse, praying for your children, for your extended family, and really going deep with your prayer time, being intentional, and not just praying and studying for the immediate needs you have, but really going deep and think about people in the body of Christ you know who need prayer praying for your local church, not just your pastor, but other pastors in the area, and then praying through those in authority. And then when it would go through, give us this day our daily bread, the prayer prompt would be to pray that you would be in the will of God, believe that it's God's will to provide for your needs. And it would tell you to be specific in your prayers, which is what this guide really helped you to do. Lori, it also takes us to the current events. The Lord told me I needed to not just pray for myself and our family, but I needed to look at current events. I needed to pray for others and and think that way. We need to pray intentionally and think what is going on in your life, in your city, in your state, and then go around looking in America or around the world. There are so many people that have hurricanes and tornadoes and fires, and do you pray for them? Our pastor at our church is very good about taking time each week when we have prayer time and giving us a specific thing to pray for. So it might be to pray for a government leader, and he might say, "Pick, think of a politician and pray for them. And then he would go as far as to say, I know what you're going to do. You're going to pray for a politician that you like, but I want to challenge you to pray for a politician that might not have the same beliefs you do. Or he will divide the congregation and have us pray for certain countries and really be specific. And I love that he does that because I'm very guilty of not praying for things that are so far out of my sphere of influence. Like if I am not impacted by something in another country, I don't think to pray for them unless I see some tragedy happen. And so that's what this Lord's Prayer guide really did in your life is it gave you a specific way to pray deeper through this powerful prayer that God gives us in the Bible. Which actually changes your life, which actually when you're driving and you see a homeless person sitting at a drugstore, a homeless person walking down the street, and you can then say, I can't give them any money, I can't do anything, but I can pray for them. And I do that regularly. And that is what we have to do. We have to look outside our circle. We have to pray for others in ways that we have not been doing. And the Lord will honor our prayers and bless them. 
And going back to forgiveness on this prayer guide that you've used for the Lord's Prayer, um, when we pray, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, one of the areas that it asks you to pray for is to set your will to forgive those who sin against you. And that's why this was such a vital tool for you in the beginning of your stand and throughout your whole stand and through restoration and after dad's death. This is something that um, if you could see this tattered paper that she has, it's just um, a way to pray intentionally. So this is one resource. We'll try to make this available to you so that you can print this out if it's something that you'd like to go deeper with this Lord's Prayer guide as well. Well, you talked a minute ago about the technology that we have today. And so I want to just share a few um, apps or websites that are really helpful. And it's amazing nowadays that we literally can carry the Bible in our pocket by way of our cell phone. And so one app that is really helpful is called the Dwell app. And this is a scripture tool that will read the scriptures to you audibly. So for those of you that don't like reading or when you like to um, listen to the Bible while you're driving or while you're working out or something, the Dwell app is great to um, read the scripture to you. Also, Bible Gateway is, Lori, my favorite. And I know Lori uses it a lot also because it has many uh, variety of study tools that you can go and look at and use. It's a great way of digging deeper into the Bible. One of the things on Bible Gateway you mentioned is the study tool. Bible Gateway will show you the Bible and the passage, but if you click at the top, you can go deeper through the study tools. Maybe you don't have a study Bible, but you can have access to a study Bible right online when you use Bible Gateway. Another similar one is blueletterbible.org, and it's another Bible resource that has a wide variety of study tools that go with the Bible that it contains. And how many of us, or you, uh, may have questions? And there's gotquestions.org, and you can find answers to common biblical questions on so on this website, and you are going to be so blessed because we can have so many different questions, and we really don't know who to ask. And you don't want to Google it because you don't know if that's the right answer, but gotquestions.org is a great tool for you also. Right. When you Google a question about the Bible, you might get an answer but it might be coming from a source that's not reliable. And so it's really important to make sure that you are looking at the source of who is pouring into you spiritually. And gotquestions.org definitely has some biblically-based answers to questions. We love books, and there's so many books that are available that can help you as you're studying the Bible and as you want to study deeper And so we want to just suggest a few books that might also be of assistance to you as you're studying. One thing that Bob and I have done for years is we have printed out a Bible reading calendar uh, and had it printed for our people uh, every year at the beginning of the year to encourage you to read and to, if you read one or two um, chapters of Psalms or Proverbs or uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, or anything that you would even give yourself credit and mark that you read it. 
and even keep this calendar for a year, two, or three, and see if you can go on and challenge yourself to read the Bible. Yeah, the Bible reading calendar that we supply is great because once you've worked through it, it takes you through different passages every day. And by the end, you would have read through the Bible completely once and through Psalms and Proverbs a couple of times, but it's a great resource. One resource that I love is a book called Systematic Theology, and it's an introduction to biblical doctrine. It's authored by Wayne Grudem, and this is a book that will take you a little bit deeper as you're trying to understand about Bible doctrine. And it's so important to really understand the doctrine of the Bible and not just look at the passages that we're reading on a surface level, but really to dig deeper. This last year, Tony Evans been working on a commentary, and he completed it. And Tony Evans' Bible commentary is one of the most recent commentaries released. And it would be another tool that you could deepen your biblical knowledge. Um, it's just one thick book, but it is a book that you can refer to it. The good thing about a commentary is that it breaks the Bible down chapter by chapter and verse by verse. And so it's really a great way to understand a passage deeper. I know also when you were standing, there was another book that was so important to you, and it really helped you to understand um, the principle of fasting. And we've recommended this book for years. It was recently updated, and I know that it's still one of your favorite books on the topic of fasting. But do you want to share about that? The Fasting for a Spiritual Breakthrough, those words made my eyes open up when I was standing and I had never fasted as a Christian. And Elmer Towns, so he has a book that's Fasting for Spiritual Breakthrough, and it's a practical guide to nine different biblical fasts. So if you have never uh, fasted or if you uh, have never studied it, this would be an excellent book. Yeah, his book is great because it goes into specific fast, biblical fast, but not just talking about fasting food, but really taking it a step further. So some of you can't fast food because of medical conditions or whatever the reason is. And so he really talks more about it. Some of the fasts that he talks about are the disciple fast to free yourself and others from addictions to sin the Ezra fast to solve problems and invite the Holy Spirit's aid, the Paul fast to bring clearer perspective and insight and critical decision-making, and the Daniel fast, which you've probably heard about recently, to gain a healthier life or healing. And so each fast has a purpose, and it's a biblical-based book, but this is a great resource that we've recommended for 20-plus years to people. I have loved that book for years and uh, it's excellent. Another book that I have loved personally is I found a book many years ago, and it's called Pearls, P-E-A-R-L-S, like the necklace. It's got more than 2,500 scriptures in it topically. You can search by one word and find scriptures that will apply to that word. So you can look for the word love or the word envy or jealousy, and it will bring up passages that apply to that. There's one on, on hopelessness, and there is 
all these two, three pages of hopeless. Is anyone hopeless? Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God, Psalm 42, verse 5. But on in addition onto that page, it gives you other different topics you can that are related to hopelessness. So it is an awesome tool that if you like to read and pray scriptures, this would be a, a great resource to pray scriptures. It's similar can... to what we're doing with the scripture journaling each month, but it will take it a bit deeper for you where it covers more than just one word a month. And so it's a great resource to keep going. I think the thing that's important about all of these resources is they keep going. It's not just reading the Lord's Prayer and stopping. There's a way to go deeper into the Lord's Prayer. It's not just reading the Bible and then closing it and moving on with your day. But through these resources, there's ways to study deeper and to really gain a better understanding of what God is saying through His Word and what He wants to say to you specifically. When God speaks to you, This is what you have to understand. When God, I can tell you what the Lord did for me or scriptures the Lord gave me. But when you go to the Lord and you spend that quiet time with him and he, you open up the Bible and you ask or you open up the book on pearls and look up a a different topic and they give you read the different scriptures on it, it will give you hope when you feel maybe hopeless. It will give, increase your faith where you need to learn to have faith, hope, and trust in the Lord throughout your circumstances that you may have. The answer is God's Word. Right, and the devil's going to try to keep you from it. He's going to make you busy. He's going to have you be distracted. He's going to um, maybe even have you feel bored, like you don't understand it, so why waste your time reading it? And that's what you need to fight through, and that's what we wanted to just share these resources with you so that you can understand that there's tools out there to help you dig deeper because really we have the answers and it's right in the pages of the Bible. There is victory in Jesus. There is victory in praying. There is victory in fasting and and doing other things as the Lord teaches his disciples. And he said that they did not need to fast when they were with him, but they needed to fast afterwards. So I just want you to encourage you. There's different ways that we have to fight spiritually uh, with a warfare, and we have to put on the armor of God. May I remind you that you may never have heard this, but put on the armor of God in Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, every day on you and your family and loved ones, because I put on the hedge of protection, the blood of Jesus, and I put the armor of God on my family, because they may not have today. And we want to have them protected. Well, I hope these resources are beneficial to you. Um, You may be driving and didn't get a chance to jot them down. So in the show notes, we will list out these resources that we've shared today. And if you have trouble finding them, you can always reach out to us through our website. and We'd be happy to direct you to them. But our prayer is that as you study God's word and as you start to understand the truths that are in that word that you will just start to emulate Christ more and more through your daily life. I hope this has helped you. I hope this has encouraged you to uh, go deeper into reading the word and using resources that are available to you to help you grow in the Lord. Um, And let's pray. 
Lord, I just praise you and thank you that I pray this is a, a teaching tool that will help many men and women who are praying for marriage restoration to have a new additional resource for them to grow in the Lord. Lord, I just pray that these men and women will be encouraged to hunger and thirst for the Word of God. I pray that you will speak to them in new ways as they read the Bible. I pray that they will read different verses and just think, I have never saw that before. And then it will encourage you and you will deepen your walk with the Lord, deepen your faith. And Lord, we just ask that you would speak to them so loudly. Have scriptures leap off the page for them and believe that God does speak to them each and every day. Lord, I just ask that you would... Um, Take the ones that are in financial stress, and may you supply their needs like only you can do it. The ones that are are in a battle with court hearings and and all the legal ramifications that they're having to go through. I pray you would put peace in the midst of this storm. I pray that you will block and stop these divorces. I pray that you will bring in marriage restoration. I pray that the spouse who is wanting uh, and living in adultery or living in sin, I pray that they will have a um, personal uh, Damascus Road experience this very day, that they will have an encounter with you and that they will turn their hearts and lives back to you, to their family, to their children. Children, and Lord, that they will uh, repent and turn from their wicked ways. I pray that you will touch each and every woman or man that is uh, listening to this to get hungry, to open up their mind to say, Lord, show me how I can grow in the Lord and be more like you. And Lord, we just thank you that what we learn we can share with others, and it can be uh, a snowball, like it just continues to grow, and we can uh, be a witness to others. Lord, we thank you for this resources that you have given all of us, and we ask that you will apply it to each and every one of us in different ways, and we'll just give you the praise and the glory for all that you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope you were able to walk away with some great tools that will help you as you're studying the Bible and getting to know God better through your study. We would love it if you would hit subscribe on this podcast wherever you listen to it. Subscribe so that you're notified when the new episodes release. And if you would leave us a review, that helps us so that people will see this more we want people to know that there's hope for their marriage. And so the best way to do that is by leaving a review so that people will notice it. Thank you and have a great day. If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages.